0: Greetings, greetings, my friends. Welcome to another episode of Absalom, the art of astrology and demon slaying. Welcome. Today we're going to have a conversation. Well, I'll be having a conversation with myself about concerns that I have. And the main question being, what is the function of esoteric work? And when I think about the function of esoteric work, it leads me to this thought of why I have an issue with mainstream astrology. And so this is going to be a a, a flowing stream of thought that I have that is my critical thinking. It is um, thoughts that I have based on being a practitioner, being a teacher, being someone that's been in the healing arts for over 10 years. And this is just a way that I want to weave in <clears throat> this idea of how we're actually utilizing these tools and how are they oftentimes more harmful than they are helpful. Firstly, I will say that the increasing popularity of astrology and tarot and spirituality overall and how that is now a part of mainstream thinking, it's part of wellness actually, it's a, it's a gigantic industry. It speaks to a collective desire and a collective awareness around going inward, which is beautiful and fantastic. And also because wellness is a gigantic industry, it has its own issues in itself. But I don't think that's what we're really talking about today. But I will just say flat out that when we have an entire culture of people that, you know, you meet someone immediately and they're asking you Maybe not even your sun sign, but your moon sign, your rising sign. They might even be asking where your Saturn is. You know, it's it's very extensive at this point. And I've even I've even had students that want to learn astrology because they simply want to be able to speak the language of their friends. So learning astrology as a way to be able to fit into their social circle more so. And um, I think that that's just. A very strong reflection of where we're at in how popular this particular way of framing life is. And while this is probably harmless, just the the, the genuine interest and and the popularity of astrology, I think that for me as a practitioner and just the way in which the information is shared and how because of social media's relationship to um, consumption and social media's relationship to business how everyone has a platform and everyone is selling something and therefore the information becomes dire the information becomes clickbait the information is top 10 things that you need to know about scorpio so that you can successfully date them just like some some very corny thing that might be helpful and might be true and i think that it it keeps astrology in this like popular culture like entertainment factor and by the way, the popularization of astrology was probably in the early 1900s, maybe 1930s, when the first Sun sign horoscope was published, and before then, it was not as accessible. You would probably see an astrologer for a more serious question. So in terms of like the history of astrology, whether it was something to be uh, you know to believed in or to be discredited as like a non-science or like a non-factor. It is definitely something within the last hundred years that we're seeing it as something that can be utilized by the common person for possibly entertainment purposes. And as of now, entertainment it is. You go on any major publication and there is a horoscope for your gardening magazine, definitely for a fashion magazine, definitely, you know, a cooking magazine will also probably have horoscopes at this point. And not to discredit any of those things and not to say that any of those things are wrong or bad because ultimately what astrology and any esoteric practice does is that it gets you to think and i think that that's one of the primary reasons why we do esoteric work when we break down the etymology of esoteric it simply means to go inside to go within and the art of going within you will arrive at something you will arrive at a deeper layer of your own consciousness. You'll arrive at a deeper connection to your heart, most likely. And actually, that's probably the end result, is that by doing this work, we're harmonizing, we're we're stepping outside of the intellectualization of the mind, which is that organizing principle that is the categorization of astrology. It is the way that these archetypes are divided in tarot. And even though we're utilizing the intellect as a way to stir up the content of our inner world, ultimately, we are responsible to that information to, to be able to integrate it into our heart space. And so that is probably the main issue that I have with the, the mainstream abuse of esoteric knowledge when it does not include the process of integration because what that means is that we're not being responsible to the knowledge itself and this is where i am going to have my own judgments on how astrology is shared because when i watch these creators that are using clickbait clickbait tactics to gain followers or to just have people gain interest and And, you know, I'll also contrast and say that sometimes they're just bringing more basic information to the general population. And so I think that this is where clearly I'm not someone for the general population in the sense that, like, my relationship to this work is reverent and my relationship to this work is a little bit more protective in the sense that I don't want to share too many details if it's not going to be received with a profound level of depth. And so maybe this is just really where you're seeing my personality in my you know, my, my assessment of what I'm trying to articulate right now. But I, genuine, I genuinely believe that I am responsible to the knowledge of what I'm sharing. So that when I share something about a planetary transit or when I share something about how I'm forecasting for the upcoming year, it is coming from a place of years of contemplation. And and if not years of contemplation, very deep contemplation sitting with. And not to say that other people aren't doing that, but I think that there is a difference between experience and then reading a book. And this is just really... It it brings me to a really important point. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna bring a little bit of astrology into this. And so when we're talking about the concept of wisdom, we can look to the houses in astrology, right? Like the the sky divided by twelve, and those would be twelve houses, different areas of life. And the ninth house is where we oftentimes are engaging the pursuit of knowledge. We're going to experience a particular philosophical ideology we're learning about religion we're learning specialized knowledge that is going to take our understanding of the world to another level and so yes the pursuit of knowledge in the ninth house and that's oftentimes what we're thinking of when it comes to the esoteric it does exist in this space right and that is a very active principle and we have a lot of people on social media that are sharing knowledge because because social media is so business is so business affiliated at this point where everyone's identity everyone's avatar is an is an avenue to make income or to build momentum under your name by having many many followers people need to have something to say people need to have expertise they need to have the knowledge in order for them to feel as though they have a platform. So what I'm saying is that now in 2024 and just from 2020 onward, just the rise of the influencer in general, this idea of having knowledge, this idea of having specialized information that separates you from others. And the reason why people need to be tuned in to your channel. It is a necessity that you have knowledge. And so it, it's as though people are puffing themselves up, very much so, with all this knowledge, all this skill, all this information. And there is another side of wisdom that we oftentimes do not think about. And that is the 12th house. The 12th house is also associated with knowledge as well. But it is the inactive principle, whereas the 9th house is an active way of being in pursuit of the knowledge in the 12th house we're actually resting and we're allowing information to move through us by being still by going inward by resting by fermenting sometimes it takes months to integrate information that we receive from a mentor from a book that we're reading and there needs to be the downtime, right? The divine polarity of taking in information. And then before you, re- before you regurgitate that information outwardly, it needs, to, it needs to move through you and it needs to have time. And this is what I see more so, in that astrology as a wisdom tradition is something that is wisdom. And wisdom is something that just genuinely takes time. And I will openly talk about my faults as a young reader. And, you know, at the age of 37, I still am a very young reader. And I think that this is why the pathway of the mystic or the pathway of the monk or the the person developing in wisdom. Like, I think traditionally there are reasons why the person that is in their later ages in their later age the person that holds the role of the priest the holds the role of the person that is carrying the knowledge because that lived experience allows for a much cooler more distant less egoic way of relating to the information and uh, that does not really apply anymore in the era that we're in because now with social media, everyone has a platform where they they hold the role of the priest, of the wisdom keeper of their own domain, which is a fascinating thing. And so this is not a judgment as much as this is an assessment and just things that I'm witnessing. So this conversation is not about I'm doing things the right way and other people that are just starting out are doing things a shitty way. That's absolutely not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that Regardless of where you're at in your process, this information, these esoteric systems of knowledge, they are about being accountable. They're about being responsible so that when you take on a lesson, when you learn about an archetype, that that will forever change you. It will forever change you to learn about the system of elements. It will forever change you to learn about neptune it will forever change you to learn about all the intricacies of venus and if you are not changed after learning about that you probably don't have really powerful material you probably might you know need a teacher to really guide you into that level of depth but i think that the way that people share astrology right now where it feels so definitive and it feels a lot like you know this this way of Assessing someone psychologically emotionally and and then you know, there's this like really interesting meme that's been going around for the past few years That's like astrology is just racism for girls And that is not even wrong. Like that's not even wrong to say because The way in which people are utilizing this knowledge can be very, you know, for lack of a better word it can be very immature and when you're using these systems of knowledge as a way to heal or of anything and in the way that they're intended to be used as as this function of laser sharp insight into the depth of your being you are not going to be approaching the information in those ways yo astrology is funny as hell and I'd be saying some crazy shit and I am a very smart mouth quick-witted babe for sure and I, I have lots of funny things to say But ultimately, I feel very accountable to the information. So let me backtrack all the way and talk about why we even seek out the esoteric to begin with. And so, of course, I mentioned that it's about going inward, right? Like the etymology of esoteric literally means to go inward. And that is about asking why that is about being curious but really in my experience most people are coming to the esoteric because they are insecure about something and in a system that we all live in like capitalism where it is designed for us to be insecure it really pairs very well with the wellness industry <laughs> to to have these practices that that ask us to go inward and find you know a problem within ourselves and you know pay money to find security in some way right We are not going to be reverent or accountable to the knowledge that we receive in these wellness spaces when the information being shared isn't that deep. And so that's why there are ways that we have to also understand, like in our pursuit of knowledge, which is basically seeking the esoteric, in our pursuit of knowledge, what is it rooted in? What is the knowledge that you're seeking in service to? if your pursuit of knowledge is really about material success, then you're going to be chasing something that doesn't really hit the idea of true contentment, obviously. And so when we fully define what our pursuit of knowledge is in service to, we're probably going to arrive at a much deeper part of ourselves. Certainly, you will certainly arrive at a deeper part of yourself and Here is where I draw in the way that, you know, the astrology that we seek and the tarot that we seek and and all of the knowledge that we're seeking and all of the ways that we use psychological language, like my partner is a narcissist or they're gaslighting me or they're a dismissive attachment style or they're a Scorpio, so run away. We have to ask ourselves, is this knowledge that we are seeking in service to our insecurity? Is this knowledge that we're seeking perpetuating the ways that we are continually protecting ourselves from being hurt? Is it continually supporting and nursing the wounds that we're actually wanting to heal? And so when we're accountable to this knowledge, it means that we take information and we learn the lessons. It is rarely an external process, which is why the etymology of esoteric is what it is. And additionally, you know, the way that we use astrology as racism and, you know, in, in the support of canceling another person, it, it goes very well with, you know, dating culture as of right now. So does your pursuit of knowledge allow you to love yourself more? Does your pursuit of knowledge allow you to be okay with yourself? Does your esoteric practice make you less human or does it fully humanize you? So where I'm coming from with all this information is just the idea, once again, of the ninth house. Like, Once upon a time, people would take a long journey, a sojourn to a temple, to a foreign place, to meet a guru, to meet the priest and lay down prayers and tears and offerings at the temple to fully change their lives. And you would come back with this divine knowledge that will have forever changed you, that will have made your life much better than what it was previously. And that exchange of going up the mountain, the treacherous mountain, and all of the obstacles necessary to get there, and the amount of effort that it would take just to ask the one question to the wisdom keeper, to the oracle. And you would take that reading or that information and you would really sit with it. And nowadays, you hop on TikTok. And someone is offering readings for like a dollar or whatever, and you get your little fill. You get your little dopamine hit from this card reading or whatever. And it's just not the same reverence, obviously. It's not the same regard. Not to say that the information is not going to hit, but just the difference of going on a whole ass journey, spending your life savings to get this answer of divine wisdom Versus just hopping on your phone and like irreverently asking a question. I think that what I'm trying to say is that there is an exchange for knowledge. And I will use myself as an example. You know, I've given my entire life to this practice of astrology. And what I've received in return is that my life is fully changed. But in the pursuit of that knowledge and the way that it has changed me, There are ways that I relate to life that other people will not be able to relate to. And so I guess I'm just coming from this very, you know, end-of-the-spectrum perspective where I'm just like, listen, like, I've really taken the fucking red pill and I am forever changed and there are ways that I will actually not be able to relate to most people. And most importantly, being accountable to this knowledge, being responsible to this knowledge, I am having to act with immense integrity as I engage this knowledge. And so when I'm dating someone and I am trying to just get my fucking dick wet and I see things about them and I am trying to remain in my humanness and I know that there's certain things that they're processing and I don't think that it's appropriate that I go into helper healer mode but I can see that this is something that will be a challenge for us in the future. And, you know, I can psychically feel or I even astrologically know what's going on with them. It's like, to what extent am I intervening in their life when they haven't asked? Right. So when you are engaged with this knowledge... Are you interfering with other people? And this is why I have an issue with mainstream astrology because you're shoving this information down people's throats. I mean, you follow someone, you're consenting to it, of course. But the way in which when you have more of the knowledge, when, when it's integrated more fully, you're not going to be approaching it in these same ways. And I think for me, like what I was speaking about earlier in the challenge of remaining in my humanness While I hold this knowledge and I'm accountable and responsible to this knowledge, it has been very difficult for me to just be in a romantic space with a lover. (laughs) And it's something that I've had to fine tune over years of time. But all this to say that if the knowledge that you seek is not affecting your heart, then you will remain in these spaces of lacking humanity. And that's probably my pathway as well, is to continually focus on the heart space. Because when you're not able to relate to others, you're not in your heart space. And so, does the knowledge that you seek, does it place you on a pedestal to the point where you're not able to relate? So, you know, it's everyone has their own path. And the thing is, is that there's no right way to approach our healing. There's no right way to approach our spiritual path. I mean... Systems of knowledge and traditions of knowledge are going to have a very organized pathway, which I recommend. But we don't really live in a paradigm like that anymore because information is just so readily available and scattered and dumbed down. And you can go down a YouTube wormhole and have a buffet of anything that you want at this point. But, you know, truth be told, people are on their own timeline of growth truth is relative. Is there a right way to approach your pathway to truth? Uh, Not necessarily, I I suppose. Um, But, you know, it's just one of those things where not everyone is meant to be a sage in this lifetime, in their lifetime. You know, not everyone is meant to go inward. Not everyone is meant to go down the esoteric path. But I think that as we engage this information, which is just so rich and powerful, these are just great questions to ask. So I thank you for listening to my rant. I feel like this was so scattered because there's so much to say and I am almost giving up in trying to get to the point. I feel like getting to the meat of what I'm trying to say, it almost feels like it's just falling a little bit short. But this was a cute little moment of my... uh, Criticisms, commentary, my thoughts. Once again, my name is Oak and I run Oak Astrology School. The way that I teach astrology, it it centers the spirit and it centers the soul. And within that, you know, how we align with our world socially and politically. So I, I teach from a social justice perspective and also just centering healing as what astrology is utilized for, as well as, you know, the the processes of counseling. And so if you're interested in learning astrology with me, check out my website, oakastrologyschool.com. I have a lot of different offerings and mentorships. And then you can also check out my consulting page if you're interested in a reading or a healing, oakastrology.com. Thank you and bless.